It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M. And today, our focus is going to go back on the rewind clock as Johnny Manziel once again is in the news. But this time, it could be the end of a football career for the 2012 Heisman Trophy winner. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this show better, I'm always willing to listen to. The show's on three to five days a week right now, and soon it will be back to our normal five-day schedule, so we want your opinion. So give me a shout-out at Mr. Cole Thompson. And secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things Texas A&M related content. You can check us out here on the Locked On Podcast Network by subscribing on either Spotify or iTunes or listen on LockedOnPodcast.com. So Johnny Football, one of the greatest Aggies to ever play the sport, to ever come through College Station, recently has given his thoughts on the rest of his football career. Uh, anyone who is wishing to see Johnny Manziel get another chance We'll probably have to put that energy somewhere else because, unfortunately, he was on a radio show this past weekend and speaking to uh, the Lubbock Advanced Journal, and they were talking about his future of what could be next when it comes to football, and all of his answers seem to be focused more so on him leaving it in the past. Manziel was, quote, saying that it's in the past probably is the way I like to characterize it. I finally got to the point where I'm trying to achieve happiness in life, not happiness in the on the football field. I know a lot of people probably want me to come back and play and give it another chance, but I don't know as far as being a person and figuring out life as a young adult, trying to make it and figure it out, if I've ever been in a better place than I am right now. I can honestly say that I'm happy, I'm doing the right things, and try to put a smile on my face every day, and that means more than going out there and grinding on the football field. Manziel, who is 27 years old, last played with the Memphis Express of the Alliance of American Football in 2019 before the league folded. He suited up for two games, uh, joining the AAF after being released by the Montreal Alouettes of the CFL. Uh, That league said he couldn't play for another team in the CFL that year. Everyone remembers he started his career in the CFL with the Hamilton Tiger Cats after a debut. Bacchus season going 2-6 as the starter for the Cleveland Browns after being the number 22 overall pick in 2014. Um, He went on to say, During the time I got drafted, I didn't want to put the time I needed to be a great player, and I don't think my heart was in it. I think uh, when I went to Canada, it was the same way. I truly believe and thought that it was what I wanted to do, but my heart wasn't into it, and it worked out that way. Manziel has also had a lot of off-the-field incidents, including a domestic violence assault charge against him in Dallas that was dismissed after he took anger management classes. He participated in the NFL Substance Abuse Program. In a 2018 interview, he said he had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Right now, he's living in Scottsdale, Arizona, and he said that he is grateful for the time that he had on the field, but that point is kind of gone. Thank God I got the chance to be humbled because when you think of it, I was at the top of the world. It was a dangerous place. Uh, He said that the former offense coordinator of Texas A&M, Cliff Kingsbury, played a massive impact on his wife, uh, life, my my mistake, and he said that now the Arizona head coach is uh, 
a guy who changed my life for the better and I will always be thankful for him. People can call me whatever they want, but at the end of the day, I'm proud of what I did. I'm proud of what I accomplished. I bettered myself. I bettered my family's life. I got a chance to play amazing college football and it didn't work out in the NFL, but that's okay. Manziel's storyline is one that will always be kind of flawed, in my personal opinion. Because when you look at Manziel, the player, the college player will go down in history as one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever. His 2012 freshman season is one that people are going to be talking about and comparing any single smaller framed quarterback, dual threat style guy, good arm, great mechanics, a quality pocket presence, and the ability to run. Any one of those smaller guys is going to get the comparison of Johnny Manziel. That's just, that's just how it is. A lot of people compared 2018 Heisman Trophy winner Baker Mayfield to Johnny Manziel. And I think that Mayfield is a better, more polished version of Manziel. But I get the, na- the narrative of it. Any single player compared to that makes a ton of sense. Manziel's numbers at College Station are historic. And will they be broken? Absolutely. That's just going to happen. Will his quarterback rushing numbers be broken? That I don't know. It's going to take some time, for sure. And it's definitely not going to happen in a single season anytime soon unless they land the greatest dual threat quarterback of the draft class or the recruiting class one year. Even then, I'm still not sure if that's going to happen. There may not be a more polarizing player to ever come through College Station than Johnny Manziel. And you look at it, there's been two or three really standout guys in the NFL. You have Mike Evans, who is one of two receivers that has started his career off in all six seasons with 1,000-plus receiving yards. The other one is the one of the greatest receivers of all time in Randy Moss. The greatest receiver of all time, in my opinion, Jerry Rice, doesn't even have that number. Miles Garrett is the first ever AM number one overall pick. He was dominant as a pass rusher. He played a vital role in the run game. And since going to the NFL, has been a pro bowler, likely would have been a second time pro bowler this past year, and also would have at least, I think, finished in the top three in NFL MVP voting for Defensive Player of the Year. Then you have Von Miller, who outside of Cam Newton was easily the best player in college football during the 2010 season when Auburn won the national title. I still think that Carolina made the right call by going after Newton, but Von Miller has been nothing short of a standout player for the Denver Broncos. He helped them win Super Bowl 50, was the MVP, has had all but two seasons of double-digit sacks, and is one of two active players that has hit the triple-digit sack mark in his career right now that's still playing in the NFL. But again, none of them hold a candle to Johnny Football because of what Johnny Football did with his dual-threat Manziel magic mentality gave an identity to a brand-new college in the SEC. People forget that You look at Miles Garrett, he was a vital piece to that defense. You look at Von Miller, he was a great piece to Mike Sherman's defense. You look at Mike Evans, a lot of what Evans did was thanks to Manziel, but also Evans made Manziel look great. But however, A&M was just joining the SEC. 
they were considered going to be last place, a joke. They were going to have struggles to go out. They finished second in the SEC in their first year. They were a great team their first year. And outside of Missouri, who also joined in 2012, who went to two SEC championship games representing the East, if you put A&M in the East, they're probably playing Alabama in that title game in 2012 instead of Georgia. That's how good Johnny Manziel was for this franchise, for this for this college. And the jersey sales went up. He was marketable. He brought in a ton of revenue. He packed the stadium. Boosters wanted to sign him. He was... If NFL players who or college players right now could get endorsement deals, he would have gotten multiple endorsements. He was, for a while, the face of college football. And while he hasn't taken a snap in almost two years, as a full-time starter, to hear that his career has come to an end is definitely one that is sour. Because I think a lot of people, whether you were a fan of A&M, a fan of college football, or just a Johnny Manziel fan, wanted to see what potential he could have had. And unfortunately, as he said himself, his mind just wasn't there. He did not want to play. And that plays a major factor into it. If you do not want something, you're not going to put in that same amount of effort on a daily basis. Johnny Manziel might be done with football, but we here at Locked Arn Aggies are not done with him. We're going to be breaking down our top five favorite moments in Johnny football history in just a quick moment. Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you like quality podcasts surrounding your favorite sports teams every single day by people who understand the sport? If so, why not listen to a Locked On Podcast? The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows, plus every team covered in the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and highlight information for your up-to-date fantasy sports info. So go ahead and listen to us on Spotify, download us on iTunes, and if you don't want to do any of that, at least listen to us live on LockedOnPodcast.com. Johnny Manziel might be calling it a career with football, but we here at the Locked On Aggies podcast are not done with him just yet. Keep in mind, this is one of the greatest players to ever set foot into College Station. This is probably also one of the top quarterbacks you will see of this past decade. When you look at his stat line, it's nothing short of impressive. In two years with the Aggies, he threw for over 7,820 yards, 63 touchdowns against 22 interceptions. In his freshman year, he had 26 touchdowns and 9 interceptions, only doubling that, making it 37 touchdowns against 13 interceptions in 2013. But you also got to remember, this guy was a dual threat monster who used his legs to continue to push forward and pile drive for touchdowns. During his 2012 Heisman Trophy campaign, he had 21 rushing touchdowns and over 1,400 rushing yards. In his second year, he had 759 rushing yards and 9 touchdowns, total of 30 rushing touchdowns over the course of his two-year stint. And today, we're going to look back at the top five moments of Johnny Manziel's career. Number five for me is always going to be special because of it's a big place in my heart. Uh, I worked in the Alliance of American Football. I was the team reporter for the San Antonio Commanders. So Johnny Manziel's first game with the Memphis Express will always be the number five moment for me. Here's why. 
He had not been playing well in Canada. He had struggled in the NFL, but that tenacity and that fire that he had in his belly, when he came out, he took a hit, and then he started mouthing off to the other player. Uh, I think it was against Atlanta. He had no problem at all saying, you want to start something? Let's go. I'm, I'm not going to here to mess around. I'm here to win. That mentality that he had when he came to Memphis was still the same type of mentality that everyone wanted him to have when he was in the NFL. He was a cocky son of a gun. And at the end of the day, you have to love those moments. You have to remember that when you play quarterback, if you are just this passive, if you're a passive guy and you don't have the stability or the functions to be something special under center, and you're just mild and timid, people are going to eat you alive. The one position I think that you are allowed to be an arrogant prick in is quarterback. Because if you have to be that guy every single play, you have to win every single snap. You have to be smarter than the pass rushers. You need to be smarter than the cornerbacks who are watching every single move of your eyes, of your arm, of where your body is focused. Because they're going to try and pick off that ball. You have to be smarter than the linebacker who's dissecting every single moment of which way the offensive line is moving and where the gaps are. Is it through A gap, B gap, or C gap? You look at all that. Johnny Manziel never lost that fire. And even when he had to go to the AAF, which, again, it's a special place in my heart, but even I know, it wasn't a good league. It was was a below-average league at best. Uh, the, The ticket sales weren't there. The talent was slightly better than what I expected it to be. But overall, I had fun with it. But you look at that. He was a marketing ploy, and he never lost that fire in his belly. I appreciate that. And when you have that, that brings something to a brand new league that had people tuning in. And it would have been really cool to have seen him play live. He was about to play us in San Antonio, which was an area he was pretty close to. It was going to be a packed stadium in the Alamo Dome. If the league didn't cancel, I mean, it was going to be something very special to see. Number four on the list for me is the Ole Miss comeback. I look at the legacy of Johnny Manziel and the legacy of any quarterback. It's about moments that stand out in the history that shows when your back was against the wall, you didn't quit. And that's exactly what he did in 2013. When his team was trailing 31-24 to through the fourth quarter, Manziel led the offense on a drive that ended with a nine-yard touchdown run by Trey Williams after Ole Miss responded by scoring on its own to take a 38-31 lead. Manziel once again led his team down the field, scoring on a six-yard keeper to tie the game. There was a defensive stop. Menzel once again put the team on his back. One final drive to put them into field goal range where Josh Lambeau nailed a 33-yarder as time expired to give A&M the win. He was the reigning Heisman Trophy winner at the time, and he finished with 346 total yards through the air and another 124 on the ground. This was a very special comeback because he also hurt his knee in the first quarter. It looks like he wasn't going to be able to play. Instead, he mentally fought through the pain, and he took down a very impressive Ole Miss team. Ole Miss, you got to remember that Ole Miss, when Hugh Freeze was still the head coach, had its great moments. 
when it was Laramie Tunsil and Robert Kimdichie and Laquan Treadwell, even though two of them didn't pan out in the NFL, they were a really good team. When Bo Wallace was the quarterback for the Ole Miss Rebels, they were a good team. They were a very stout team that knew how to win. And instead, the 41-38 comeback helped them go from number 9 to number 8 in the rankings. And they stayed in contention for a BCS bid. That's a big deal. That was the second year A&M was in the SEC. And a lot of people thought, okay, they're a brand new team in the SEC. We have no idea what to make of this game. We have no idea what to make of this team. Are they going to be a legitimate contender or were they a one-year wonder? And to be honest, so long as Manziel and Evans were leading the offense, they were going to be consistent. They were going to be very good. And more importantly, out of everything else, they were proving every single year they deserve to be in consideration in the SEC as a legitimate contender. And possibly still... Back then, it was easily the toughest division in college football. It still, in my opinion, is the toughest division in college football. In the toughest conference in college football. And because of Manziel, they were fantastic. What were the top three moments of Johnny Manziel's football career? Don't go anywhere. We'll be breaking down the top three bronze, silver, and gold. And you already know which one is gold in just a quick moment. Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. Coming in at number three on the top five moments of Johnny Manziel's career is the 2012 Cotton Bowl. Johnny Manziel wanted to win. He had just picked up the Heisman Trophy. The team went 10-2 in their first year in the SEC. They finished second in the SEC West. But unfortunately, despite beating Alabama, Alabama ranked number two. And they were going to the national championship. So Manziel had to play with that fire on his shoulder saying, no, no, Alabama might be in the national title game. But this was not a fluke loss for Alabama. We were really good. We just lost one more game that cost us the season. Not really cost us the season, but definitely cost us a chance at the SEC title to face off against Georgia and maybe be the team to go to the national title game. But he did whatever he could to get that win when he faced off against um, Oklahoma, who I think at the time was number five or six in the nation. There's not really a moment in the game that stands out, but you have to look at his stat line. He put up 287 passing yards, 229 rushing yards, and accumulated four touchdowns. In that game, you know, he was phenomenal. And they ended up picking up a 41-13 win. And he looked different. He just looked like a big mindset of, I want to win. And to me, when people start saying, okay, Johnny Manziel is definitely going to be a big-time quarterback in the NFL, I didn't buy it. And you know what? Even looking back at his stats throughout college, I still wasn't 100% sold. But if there was a game outside of what is going to be the number one moment in Johnny Manziel's career, in my personal opinion, I think it's this game where people said, okay, let's pump the brakes. He's not just some flashy, blashy kind of guy who puts up a lot of stat lines. He's a guy who can win. 
I think this was a moment that really defined his career at A&M and really started building the process of what he could do once given the shot to win at the big-time stage. Because he did. He did all of that. The number two moment in Johnny Manziel's career is winning the Heisman Trophy. I put that at number two because there's so many moments in our number one moment, it's hard to determine which is it. You have to remember that when he went up for the Heisman Trophy, it was pretty much a unanimous award. More importantly, this was an award that was always given out to a veteran player. People seem to forget that Manziel was the first freshman ever to be handed the bronze statue. And every single time you look at this, Manti Teo, Colin Klein, both had fantastic seasons for Kansas State and Notre Dame, respectively. This was a really, really weird Heisman Trophy presentation. Because Klein was a run-and-gun quarterback for the Wildcats, pretty much playing a Wildcat position. And you don't see many defensive players earn the nod to go to Radio City Music Hall. You don't. You see a lot of quarterbacks, every once in a while a running back. Maybe you'll see a wide receiver here and there. But at the end of the day, it's mainly a quarterback-driven award. But there was no point where I think anyone else was looking down the line and saying, you know what, we're going to go in a different direction than this kid. He was, hands down, the best player in college football in 2012. He had 47 touchdowns and over 5,100 yards of total offense. He was the best player that season. And he made it twice to New York. He came in second place, I want to say, in 2013. But as a first-year player, he opened the door for guys like Jameis Winston to be considered a Heisman Trophy contender. I also think that he kind of opened the door for these dual-threat quarterbacks to be considered Heisman Trophy contenders. Keep in mind, not only was he the first freshman, but he also was one of the first really dual-threat quarterbacks to be considered to win the award. So... Guys like Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, who, while known for throwing the ball, because you have to look at it, Kyler Murray threw, I believe it was in his Heisman Trophy year, 42 touchdowns. I think Baker threw, if I'm not mistaken, he threw 43 touchdowns. Lamar Jackson threw 30 touchdowns. They also had great numbers on the ground. Lamar Jackson, when he won the Heisman, had 21 rushing touchdowns, the same as Johnny Manziel did in his Heisman Trophy campaign. He opened the door for players who are known for using their legs to be just as proficient in the Heisman Trophy ballot. So I look at this, without the likes of Johnny Manziel, maybe you don't see a Jameis Winston be considered because he was a freshman. Maybe you don't see Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, guys who are hopefully the future of the NFL, even be in that conversation because of they were known for using their legs. Especially Lamar Jackson. That's a big one. I think without Manziel's presence there, you see a whole different group of guys be considered for the Heisman Trophy on a yearly basis. Number one, and this is easy, see Alabama game. In 2012. There's not a moment I'm going to point out. Because there were so many moments you can look at. But at the same time. This goes right back to the conversation of. Johnny Manziel. Is he 
you know, legit. He's been playing against these other teams. You know, he lost to Florida. But more importantly, is A&M really going to be considered a contender in the SEC? I mean, are they? Well, let's look back. In November of 2012, they went to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to face off against the number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. And I was at that game. I was a freshman in college when that game happened on the opposing team for Alabama. After taking an early field goal in the fourth quarter, Kevin Sumlin's teams led 23-17 and got the ball back on their own 34-yard line. This was one of the greatest moments in A&M history. Manziel found Ryan Swoop for a 42-yard pass. Then, with the defense on his heels, Manziel struck again, finding Malcolm Kennedy for a 24-yard touchdown pass to get one step in front of the defender, which helped them get a 29-17 lead. That eventually played a major role because if the score would have held and they didn't get that touchdown, the final score would have been 24-23 Alabama. But the biggest moment of all, and the one moment where I think a lot of people always remember, it's Manziel on a third and goal situation from the 10-yard line. The defense pat pat down. They swooped down and deflected Manziel's pass. He caught his own bobble. He ran out and found in the back of the end zone a wide open Ryan Swoop. I remember that so vividly because it happened in my end zone. Keep in mind, most of the time, freshmen were not allowed to be reporters covering college football. And I wasn't there yet when I was working in journalism for Alabama. So I was just a fan at the time. I was in the end zone watching it happen live. When I say you could hear a pin drop in the stadium, you could hear a pin drop in the stadium. That is how defining of a moment we knew right then and there. This kid was special. You want to talk about how there's defining moments in a player's career of shining on the big mo- in the big stage. It does not get much bigger than the first time you ever play in Brian Denny Stadium. And for Manziel to silence the crowd in the first quarter, hold on and win 29-24 and be the only team to defeat the number one ranked team at the end of the year, you can hold your head up high. A&M has won one time against Alabama. And they didn't win because of good defensive play or great weapons. They won because of one person. And that person's name is Johnny Football. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. And while you're at it, listen to our sister show, Locked on NFL with Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock. The duo are breaking down everything going on in the NFL right now. You can give them a follow at Locked on NFL. Tomorrow, we'll be back with a brand new podcast talking all things Texas A&M. You're definitely not going to want to miss. We'll see you then. And remember, take them, y'all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.